morning. It's good to see everybody. Hey, open your Bible to the book of Luke, okay? The gospel of Luke, the, the gospel according to Luke. You know how that works. You know, there was, there was Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They were four of the apostles. They were the, the four of the disciples. And as they followed Jesus around, this is the gospel, what they saw. And they wrote down. The Holy Spirit inspired them to write these things down. And so this morning... Um, we're talking about how a true disciple listens, how a true disciple listens. And our Bibles are open now to Luke chapter 8. And so as we look at it this morning, um, this is actually two stories, if you will, or, or well, let's just call them stories, two stories that Jesus speaks here to this crowd, to, to these disciples and to these apostles. Now, I want you to get this, that uh, here Jesus is, has come and he has all these people. He has followers, these disciples, and then he has his apostles, those that were closest to him. And, of course, we see in chapter 8 that he starts talking about um, this parable of the sower. You, everyone's familiar with that. We're not going to go into that, but there was, there was rocky soil, and there was some off the roadside, and there was, there was the good soul, but... but but then he, in verse 10, he goes to explain what that parable meant and that um, the seed represented the word. And so as he comes down and he's talking to all these different people, he comes down to verse 16. And again, verses 16 to 21, and it's these two stories that he puts together because he wants to make a point to all of these that had followed him. And beginning in verse 16, look at it. It says, now no one after lighting a lamp covers it over with a container or puts it under a bed. Now, that wouldn't be very smart, would it? I mean, why would you light something and then just cover it up to where it doesn't expose anything? Uh, and that's pretty dangerous, wouldn't you think, to light a candle and put it underneath your bed? <laughs> that, that, wouldn't, that wouldn't end very well, would it, everybody? But he's making a point. He says, he says no one, Jesus says, no one after lighting a lamp covers it uh, over with a container or puts it under a bed. It says, but he puts it on a lampstand in order that those who come in may see the light and light up the room. For nothing is hidden that shall not become evident, or anything secret that shall not be known, be known and come to light. Therefore, take care how you listen. Underline that, underline that in your Bibles. So he's telling them he has these followers, he has these disciples, he has the apostles, and he tells them this, this, the, the, the parable of the sower. He comes down and tells this story, and then he says, he says therefore, be careful, take care, take heed to how you listen. Now, I think that's got to be pretty important when he says that. Don't y'all think so? Be careful. Take heed. Pay attention how you listen. For whoever has to him shall, be, shall more be given. And whoever does not have even what he thinks he has shall be taken away from him. And, his, and then it, this next story, and then his mothers and brothers came to him. We preached on this like three months ago on this last little story here. And his mothers and his brothers, his kin, his, his blood relation came to him. And they were unable to get to him because of the, all the people in the way. It was reported to him that, hey, your mother and your brothers are standing outside wishing to see you. But he answered and he said to them, my, my mother and my brothers are these who hear the word of God and do it. So right then he makes a difference of a spiritual relationship to a physical relationship. You see it? And those who have a spiritual relationship with Jesus does what? They hear it and they obey it. 
Father, we love you this morning. We thank you for your word. And Lord, we just ask you this morning as we kind of put ourselves right in the same seat as those over 2,000 years ago, that Lord, you have prepared this word for us this morning. And you want us to see what kind of hearers we are. And so are we true disciples? And because true disciples hear a certain way. Lord, just uh, please let us open our hearts. Let us forget about the past. Let us not be thinking about what's happening after church today and what's happening this week, but let us just glean your truth, Lord, that we may have a more fruitful and evident life of the saving grace of Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, it matters how you hear, and uh, I can tell you that by, by, um, by uh, experience, by experience. So this is a warning from our Lord. He says, be careful how you listen. Now, um, I, I wasn't always a good listener. Anybody else here not always been a good listener? Now, I've changed over the years. Gideon raises his hand. You don't say Gideon. I'm just kidding. That's my boy back there. But, um, but you know, but I've learned to listen. I've learned to be a pretty good listener. Um, I was down there with my, with my beautiful wife, and, and I took off my jacket because I'm warm, and she says, what are you doing? She said, you're going to preach without your jacket? And I said, yes. And she says, no, you're not. Put it back on. <laughs> so as you can tell, I've got my jacket on, so I've learned to, I've learned to listen. But you know, the truth is, uh, I wasn't always a good listener. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a little transparent, and, I'm, and I, I don't promote this, and I don't advocate what I'm fixing to tell you here, but um, I wasn't always a good listener. And I have proof in that, in that envelope to prove it, and I'm going to share it with you here, just be a little transparent. But, you know, my mom passed away in 2004, and as we was going through her stuff, um, she kept all my report cards. She kept every single one of them. So I've got some of those report cards, and let me just share them with you. And, and she also kept my high school diploma, I guess, just to prove that uh, I did graduate from high school, I guess, because it was a long road for her. But um, I have a few of my um, um, report cards here. And I have one from the third grade, in the fourth grade, in the fifth grade. I didn't like my teacher in the fifth grade, Ms. Turner. I didn't like any of my teachers, and that's evident. <laughs> Well, so third grade, you know, back in those days, you know, I'm not, not sure how they do it today, but you know, you got, you got, uh, what was it called? You got, um, yeah, it wasn't that one. Let me see here. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. So you got S's and I's and N's and U's and all those things. Y'all remember that? But, um, but anyway, so in my third grade, uh, my teacher's name was Patricia Latimer. I do remember her. And um, we didn't get along too well. Um, but I'll just read the comments. <clears throat> In the first quarter, she says, uh, Ronald isn't doing very well. <laughs> In the second quarter, she wrote, um, Ronald daydreams and talks too much. He would do better if he would listen and pay attention. The third quarter... Ronald is improving. The fourth quarter, she said, we need a conference. <laughs> it's right here. I'm not making any of it up. I'm not, and I'm not proud of this. I'm just, I'm making a point. Now my, my that was third grade. My fourth grade was Miss, Miss Kling. I don't remember her. She didn't make much of an impact on me, apparently. 
Was that you laughing, Allison? First quarter, no comment. <laughs> and then uh, the second one was, um, she says, at this point, I suggest we have a conference. That's what she wrote. Um, she says, uh, he needs tutoring. I can help after school uh, with his writing. So, Vanessa, you can understand that with his writing. Uh, third quarter, she says, uh, minimal improvement, still talks too much, does not listen. Fourth quarter, <laughs> fourth quarter, she says, our conference said it pretty well. Thanks for your interest. This is to my mom and dad, and good luck next year. <laughs> I'm not making this up. And I'm, again, I'm not proud of this. I'm just, I'm, I'm making a point here. And then my fifth grade year, poor Miss Turner. I think the only reason I got into the sixth grade is because she was not going to have me in her grade. And I wasn't a bad kid. I was obedient. I wasn't. I don't get get in fights. I didn't. I mean, I just, I just, I just, I just didn't. I didn't want to be there. I, I, I rather been riding my motorcycle or riding the horse or, or tearing down a lawnmower or working in my dad's machine shop or something. But I wasn't a bad kid. I was a good kid. And they all, they, they didn't say it, but I was. <laughs> um, but I, I'm not going to look, look all that handwriting. I'm, I'm not going to read it all, but, um, she, you know, Miss Turner, um, she had it out for me. She says, you know, Ronald makes remarks. He he talks. Um, I don't know what that word is. Um, he just still needs to work on it. Um, he needs to pay attention. But but as you can see, you know, um, not not very good. And but I did graduate. I never got held back, <laughs> anyways. But uh, I wasn't a good listener. And you know, here's the thing: is what I'm trying to tell you is I, I wasn't a good student. And the reason I wasn't a good student is because I wasn't a good listener. And so this morning, I want us to look at um, this text, and I want us to tell, I want, some of us aren't good Christians, because we're not good listeners. Some of us aren't good disciples of Jesus Christ, we're not good witnesses of the Lord, we're not good, 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 good grace carriers, because you're just not good listeners. And so I see in this text that God gives us four ways in which a, a authentic disciple, that, how that person listens. So I want to just give those to you this morning, and I, I want you to hear that. And before we look at those four, I, I want you to see that, that you know, it's, it, we have to learn to listen. In, in, in this text, he's, tell, he's telling us to be careful how you listen. And, and this, is, this is not uncommon. This is not something that's new. This is something that is seen all throughout the Scripture. For example, there's this command. And it's, and it's mentioned 35 times in the Old Testament. It says, hear the word of the Lord. Hey, we have to be good listeners. Because God said all throughout the Bible, he says, he said, hear the word of the Lord. And he gives this command in the Old Testament. He says, hear, O Israel. And that appears over, over, over six times in the Old Testament. And numerous times God says, listen to me. And you find that commandment. In Psalms, Psalms 85 and Psalms 94, and several times in the scripture, there's this phrase, uh, today, everybody listen, he says, today, hear the voice of the Lord. We find that in Psalms 95, we find that in Hebrews chapter 3 and Hebrews chapter 4, 
He says, today, because you may only have today, hear the voice of the Lord. In fact, Jesus himself just made a statement in that regard back in verse 8 of this chapter. And it says, talking about that parable of the sower, he says, who has ears to hear? What? Let them hear. So it's a privilege, listen, Cornerstone, it's a privilege to hear God speak out of heaven through Scripture. Everybody say amen. Hey, it's a privilege to be able to come here on Sunday morning and and hear the Scriptures. It's a privilege to go home and open up the Word of God and look at the treasures that's in it and to to hear the Word of God from heaven. It's a a treasure. Boy, it's just a blessing to be able to have God's Word. But we've got to be good listeners. And so the question this morning is, is how good are we listening? What kind of listener are you? Everybody, personal application time, what kind of listener are you? You come occasionally or you come regularly to church and you hear the word of God being proclaimed. What kind of hearer are you? What kind of listener are you? And so our text covers that subject, and while, as we noted, uh, verse 18 kind of makes the theme here, and it says, take care how you listen. Now, there are many who will say, Lord, Lord, we did this, and we did that in your name, and to whom the Lord says, depart from me, because I never knew you. And there are many superficial false disciples, and so the question keeps coming up, how do I know if I'm the real thing? And, and, and that's the theme here in this text. Again, there's probably thousands of people pressed against the Lord. There's followers, there's disciples, and there's the apostles, and they're all pressed against him. And so how do I make a true assessment of my condition spiritually before God? And the answer is revealed in this text. It's by discerning what kind of hearer we are and what kind of listener we are. Because here's the truth. If you don't hear and don't do what God says, are you really the true thing, the real thing? Does that prove what you are? We've got to be good listeners and good hearers. Everybody say amen. That will reveal to you whether you're the good soil or not. Now, many, as I said, profess to believe in Jesus Christ. They had an incident somewhere. They prayed a prayer at some point in the past. But how they listen proves whether they are really saved or not. And so the theme, again, takes us back to the soil, those, the superficial hearers, the emotional hearers, the worldly hearers, as opposed to the good and honest hearers, the good soil Because it's all about hearing. You know, the Bible says, don't lie, saith the Lord. But we go out on Monday and we lie. The Bible says, uh, Jesus says, take up my cross and follow me. Die to yourselves. We hear that on Sundays and we go out on Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And we're just looking out for number one. God says, don't be envious. We get out there and we're envious. God says, don't, don't, be, a, don't be a tailbearer. Don't, 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 don't start trouble. Don't be a drama person. And we go out there and we do everything but do what he tells us to do. You see, it, it, it's, a, it's a big difference being a true disciple because a true disciple listens. And so I want us to see five ways into which a true disciple listens. Five ways. Five ways. Five ways. Number one, boy, I really wanted to say that, but oh well. Number one, um, we're going to listen. When we listen, we're going to listen evangelistically. 
okay? Write that word down, evangelistically. We're going to listen evangelistically. Now, first of all, let's look at the fact that true hearers, good and honest, soil that is properly plowed by conviction and repentance and a proper understanding of the gospel and embracing of that, the true hearer hears the word evangelistically. In other words, we're going to hear it and we're going to want to take it to somebody else. Everybody say amen. That's what a true listener of Christ does. That's what a true disciple does is that we hear it and we understand that we hear it evangelistically. In other words, we want to take it to somebody else. Now, we don't see that word here evangelistically. However, Jesus comes with another parable. Look at it. He says in verse 16, he says, Now, no one after lighting a lamp covers it over with a container or puts it under a bed, but he puts it on a lampstand in order that those who come in may see the light. Now, nobody lights a lamp to put it out. We said that a while ago. Everybody? Nobody. You don't, you don't just light a light or turn on a light switch and just, just to turn it back off. I mean, maybe as some kids do that, but nor do you light a candle. No, what you do is you put it on top of the lampstand. And that's the simple story that Jesus tells. Everybody would understand that. Hiding the light of God, the gospel, from those around us. You see, what he's saying, Cornerstone, is, is that when he saves us, and we're to listen, we're to listen evangelistically because, because God didn't save us just for our, us to put a container over ourselves. He wants us to light up this whole dark world. He wants us to listen evangelistically. He wants us to share with people what he has given us. Everybody say amen. So I ask you this morning, when you listen, do you listen evangelistically? Or do we just kind of maybe hide that? Now, Jesus is saying, you're going to spread it, aren't you? Uh, you're going to let everybody see it because if you're a real disciple, if you're a, a good and honest heart, if you're the right kind of soul, if you're the true follower of me, he says, you're going to respond to the truth evangelistically. Um, you know, you know, false disciples are content to extinguish it out. You, you know that? Um, to hide the gospel, um, to hide what they've heard, to forget what they've heard. You know, the, the false disciple, they'll, they'll come to church and, um, and, and they'll, they'll hear it, but then they'll go out and they'll just forget everything that they heard. But that's not being the right kind of disciple. We have to listen evangelistically. We are not given the truth to hide it. Everybody say amen. And their desire is to let it shine in evidence that the mighty work of God has really been done in our hearts. So the principle here is this. True hearers hear evangelistically. What they hear, they proclaim. You know, they, they have the light and they don't conceal it. They don't put it under anything. Faithful witness then to the gospel is a proof of being a true disciple of Christ. Now, I didn't put this on the screen for you, but everybody turn to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, because I want you to look at it in your Bibles or on your phones, because I want you to read this, and I want you to meditate upon this verse this week. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9. 
And we have it on the screen now for you if you'd like to look up there, but look at it. He says, hey, listen, Cornerstone, well, I love you, but you know, this year, I, I expect, I, you know, we all just, we always expect God to do great things, but we have to be, we have to be the authentic church, right? And, and so if we're going to be the authentic church, then we have to be great listeners to God's word. And if we're going to listen right, and if we're going to be the real thing, then I, 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 I'm, I'm convicted. You know, um, the gospel changes you. Did you know that? But you've got to hear it, and you've got to listen, and you've got to follow these four steps, or, or, it's, or, or it's not going to do anything. It's 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 like lighting a light and putting a container on it. You, you've got to you got to expose to this to this world, because look, just as the gospel changes you, the gospel can change anybody out there. Can can we say amen? I mean, the gospel changes us, and and that's what that's what Jesus did when he came to this world to die for our sins. He didn't come just to go through some empty motion. He came to give us life because we didn't have life. He came to give us everlasting life because we couldn't have everlasting life. And so, what do we do with that? Do we hide it under the bed? Do we put it in a container? No. We have to listen evangelistically. And, and here's what it says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. It says, you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own, look at it, possession that you may proclaim. Here it is. This is, this is listening evangelistically. So, so that you may proclaim the excellence of him who has called you out of the darkness into his Marvelous light. Praise the Lord. Amen. So you meditate on that this week. Number two, the second mark. The second mark we see in this text is that you have to hear authentically. Authentically. Now, I'm not sure if that's got an extra syllable in there or not, but that's how they taught me in the, in the third and fourth and fifth grade how to say that word, you see. But I wasn't a good listener. Just kidding around. By the way, I, I did graduate all of that stuff, and I didn't even get to go to college, so when I did graduate there. But anyways, look at verse 17. He says, it's as if the Lord says, look at it. He says, for nothing is hidden that shall not become evident, nor anything secret that shall not be known and come to light. Now, he's talking about hypocrisy here. He's talking to those people that came there that were hypocrites. Because they heard, they agreed, but they didn't do anything. So as you look at yourself as a disciple as one who professes, professes Christ, as one who says, I'm a follower, as one who sort of stepped out of the crowd and come to learn from Jesus, examine yourself. Are you hearing authentically? Are, as you look at your heart, are you the real thing? You see, I can't judge that. Only you can judge that. Are the things that you're hearing the most important things to you? That's how, that's how I gauge myself. Are the things that you're hearing, that you take God's word, are, are the things that you're hearing, are they the most important thing to you? Are you authentic? That's the issue. Are they the real treasures? Is, is, is it the truth that thrills your heart, that excites your soul? Is that really you're down what you feel on the inside. And you look at your life, and you ask the first, first question, 
Am I compelled to the wonders and the glories of the gospel so that they are the purest and richest possession that I have? And that indicates the authentic love of our heart and not just something superficial or something that just may just be cultural. You get what we're saying? You see, a true hearer hears the word of God and it becomes such a fantastic treasure that we just want to love him and it becomes so important to us, not just coming to church and, and not just doing this and doing that, but it's, but, it's, but it's living out for Christ. It's that the word of God and his word to us has become our greatest treasure. Our relationship, eternal life, has become that great treasure. It doesn't mean that you're not going to like other things. You know, I'm still going to like going to the movies with my wife. I'm still going to like eating. I'm still going to like, you know, going shopping. I'm still going to like, you know, um, working out. I'm still going to like all those things. But it just means that I'm going to have an authentic love for the Word of God, for the will of God in my life. And so the question is, is that if you're a true listener, you're going to have that authentic love for the will of God in your life. Do you have it? Do you have it? Number three, and this is a good one. Am I hearing fruitfully? Fruitfully. Verse 18, and we're back to the statement that, we, that the, really the theme in this passage is, and it says, it says, take care how you listen. And then this, listen, for whoever has, to him shall more be given. And whoever does not have, even what he thinks he has, shall be taken away from him. So let's break that down. Whoever has. Whoever. Who is that whoever? Well, whoever is that one who genuinely has salvation. It's that person who is the good soil, because this is on the back side of, of, of that parable. It's that one who has eternal life. And it's that one, whoever is in the kingdom, whoever is good soil, in whom the seed has found its life and its fruitfulness. And then it says, whoever has to him shall more be given. Now, how can you tell who has salvation? It's those who God has given more. You see, there's see see if you're truly saved, then what God's going to do is, 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 is God's going to give you more. There's going to be some fruit in your life that something's changed. Do you see it? The things of God's word are going to mean more, and there's going to be fruit in your life. You know, there's some people who think that you can be a Christian and believe at some point in your life, and that's all that's all that's required. And if you never obey, and if you never are blessed, and if you never ever are fruitful, that it doesn't matter. But look. We should be producing fruit. Everybody say amen. A good listener produces fruit. I wasn't a good listener. I didn't produce good fruit in third and fourth and fifth grade. And to be honest with you, as a sixth grade and seventh grade and eighth grade, ninth grade, tenth, eleventh, twelfth, I didn't produce any fruit because I wasn't a good listener. And many Christians are the same way. They don't listen. You see, it, it, it does matter because if you're for real, you will have salvation and much, much more. John chapter 1, verse 16. If you are a true believer, John writes this. He says, of his fullness we have all received and grace upon grace. It's not just grace, it's salvation, church. It's grace upon grace upon grace upon grace upon grace upon grace. 
And how do you know when somebody is a true believer? It's because their life is filled with blessings and their life is filled with fruit. Grace upon grace upon grace and fruit is multiplied. Everybody say amen. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3, it's on the screen for you. It says, blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies in Christ. You are blessed. We are blessed with every or all spiritual blessings. And so if we don't have fruit in our life, it's because we're not listening, it's because we're not obeying, and there's no fruit. But a true listener has fruit. And he goes on to talk about all these amazing blessings and that he lavishes upon us the riches of his grace and all wisdom and insight here in Ephesians chapter 1. But look, he's given us an inheritance and we're sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise who is the pledge of our inheritance. Is that fruit? And then he talks about all that is ours from the riches of his grace and grace upon grace and grace upon grace. And you begin to experience the one who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think according to his power working in us. That is fruit. And we are created unto good works, the Bible says, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. We see the fruit. This is it. Everybody listen. Don't miss this. We see the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and self-control. All Christians should have that fruit in their life. Now, I want to read that again, that we're all to have the fruit of the Spirit, because in that fruit of the Spirit is love, it's joy, it's peace, it's gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, self-control. Now, some people will say, well, pastor, um, you know, I have one or two of those things, so that means I have the fruit. No, it doesn't, because look, it doesn't say fruits of the Spirit, it says fruit of the Spirit. You don't get to pick and choose which one of these seven that you want, they're all your for the taken. Well, you say, Pastor, I, I'm just not a very patient person. I can't be patient. That's not the way God has made me. Well, you know what I say? I say, because it's in the Bible. We're to make ourselves that way. We're to listen to the Word of God and we're to let that transform us. Everybody say amen. I'm sorry about that. But look, I'm just trying to get your attention that, that we can't just pick and choose what we want. If God says that the fruit of spirit is love and joy and peace and patience and self-control, We're to listen and we're to do it. So when your husband rolls your eyes at you, ladies, you don't wait for him to turn around and hit him with an iron or something, okay? You you self-control yourself, just playing around. But look, it's the fruit of the Spirit. And here's what we're saying is a good listener, an authentic believer is going to what? Listen. We're going to listen. I know it's hard. Look, you're not going to get it right all the time, but you're going to keep trying. Aren't you glad there's mercy and grace? Boy, I sure am. You know, we're all just one step away from from falling, and we understand that. So we thank God for his grace, but that doesn't mean that we continue on without being good listeners. Well, we listen evangelistically, right? And we listen authentically. And number three is we listen. I forgot it already. We listen fruitfully. And then lastly, um. We hear obediently. And that, look, look, at, look at verse 21. We're not going to read the whole thing. But basically, um, um, the people are there, right? And, and there's thousands there. And, and, and Mary and his true um, 
you know, half-blood brothers, you know, because, you know, because, because the, the father of Jesus is God, right? So these are his half-brothers, and so there's some blood relationship to, you know, James and, and some of the other brothers. But, but so they, they come to the outside of this, of this huge crowd of people, and they can't get to Jesus, and so they tap one guy on the shoulder and they said, hey, uh, tell, we, we're, you know, he's tired and we, he needs to come out here because he needs some rest. And, and uh, we're concerned about Jesus. And so we explained this, you know, three months ago. But, you know, and so they, they would have understood and it would have been not uncommon for, for, for a parent to do that. And so Mary and the brothers tapped the guy on the shoulder and said, hey, tell Jesus that we're here we're worried about him. He needs to come outside with us. You know, and so the the word got to Jesus, and the person said, "Hey, Jesus, your mom and your brothers are out there. They 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 need to see you." And then that's when he said, um, "Is is is you know who is who is who is my true kin? Is it my mother, or my father? But no, it's these who what obey." And, and again, right then, Jesus made a made a he made a separation between between a physical kin and a spiritual kin, and that's all we need to know, Cornerstone. That's all we need to know. You see, if you're a true follower, a true follower of Jesus Christ, a true disciple, you're going to hear obediently. Because that's what he says. That's what separates those of a physical relationship to a spiritual relationship, is that we listen and we obey. We taught our kids those little songs in Sunday school. Trust and obey, for there's no other way. You know those songs, but we, you know to, but to, to hear and obey Jesus, right? We 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 grew our kids up, you know, um, learning those songs. But um, so is that how you hear obediently? Do do you hear the word of God, and do you have this desire and longing to do it, to just obey? Or do you go out of here saying, I don't know how long I can keep up doing this and coming and enduring this. I, I don't want to listen to this. Or do you leave saying, I'm so glad to hear that because now I know what I need to do to honor the Lord. You know, it's a spiritual relationship, hearing the word and doing it. James 1.22 echoes those words. He says, be not hearers only but doers of the word. You know, it's, you know, we can come in here all day long, but until we're obedient and we do God's word, are we truly his true disciples? Amen? So we listen evangelistically. We don't cover, but we don't cover it up. We don't do that. We, we're authentic. We don't talk out of both sides of our, of our mouth. We're, we're fruitful, you know. We're, we're gonna, we're, you know, the fruit of the spirit. We're, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna have grace upon grace upon grace. It's gonna be seen. It's gonna be evident, and we're gonna be obedient. That's how a true disciple listens. Hey, the gospel changes you, but you know what? Before the gospel can change you, you've got to hear, and you got to be a true hearer. You got to be true here. Father, we love you this morning, and um, we thank you for the word of God that we have. And Lord, um, I pray that all of us can just take this simple um, text and these simple instructions, and, and Lord, we can walk out of here a, a different person. And Lord, I, I pray if there's one that's never truly heard this morning that truly doesn't know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, Lord, I pray this morning that they hear you and that they hear you um, 
in all ways, and Lord, that they come to accept you as their personal Savior, and Lord, to uh, repent of their sins and to follow you and to take up their cross and follow you. Lord, I, I pray for all of this this morning that we do a self-inventory and that um, are, are we authentic disciples? Are, are, Lord, that we ask ourselves, are, are we hearing you evangelistically, that we're not hiding the gift of the gospel in any way? Lord, are we authentic? Are we fruitful? And do we listen obediently? Lord, I pray this morning that we'll just be honest with you. And Lord, that will take the greatest treasure that's ever been given to men, which is the gospel, and that will embrace it. For we love you and we give you, give you praise for it all in Jesus' name.